I'm Justin. And I'm Clarissa. Together, we're raising three boys. Jet, who's four. Jace, our three-year-old. And Baby Jones. This podcast is all about sharing our stories of a fun, messy, and chaotic day-to-day life. Days can be rough, and finding breaks is hard. But there's no question the time of the day when we can get every kid to sit down. Snack time. Hey everyone, welcome to tonight's special episode. It's our Father's Day edition of Snack Time. Yeah, and uh, before we introduce who our guest is going to be, let me just first tell you, Justin, happy Father's Day. Why, thank you. It's been a very good day. Yes. Not without some stresses, of course, that's always going to occur. That's, well, it's being a father. Yeah, (laughs) this is true. This is true. The stress will never go away. It was fun, though. It was a good day, and I appreciate you for making it special and just... Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate you. Ah, well, thank you. So anyway, on yeah. this special edition, who do we have as our guest, Clarissa? Uh, well, I'm very excited to introduce this guest of today's um, podcast, and that would be my dad, Gerald Reeves. Um, I'm 30, so I guess he's been officially a dad for 30 years. Um, I am the oldest of four, so it goes kind of girl, boy, girl, boy. Um, and it's it's just a fun, it's a fun podcast because I get to talk to uh, two of my favorite dads, and that would be my dad, um, and then also you, Justin, because you're one of my favorite dads as well. Yeah, it was fun. And the thing about this is I don't even really remember everything we talked about, so we actually recorded this a long time ago. Yeah. Like maybe February. Something like that. January, February of this year. Yeah. So we recorded this a long time ago, stashed it away saying, ah, you know, we'll probably be busy in the summertime and right around that Father's Day mark. So Mm -hmm. this is uh, going to be our Father's Day episode, a podcast with your dad. Yeah. I hope you guys all enjoy it. And uh, maybe you'll see a few similarities, you know, like father, like daughter. So um, let us know what you think in in a, a like or a comment. And uh, it'll be fun. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. So, yes, we are sitting here tonight. I have two very special guests. Well, actually, one you already know. That would be Justin. (laughs) But I actually have my dad, Mr. Gerald Reeves, on tonight um, in honor of Father's Day. I get to speak to the, the two most important dads right here that I've uh, gotten to grow up with and now raise children with. Um, and we're just going to talk a little bit about, you know, what it means to be a dad and hopefully get to share some laughs and some fun stories tonight. I think it'll be fun. This yeah. is going to be fun. We're going to see uh, how we do with the podcast in the basement on the fly <laughs> with your dad. Yeah, we kind of sprung this on him. I, I mean, sprung. Gerald was made for this. He's well, he's a talker. Well, let's just welcome him, welcome him to the podcast. Welcome, Dad. Hello. Glad to be here, and I'm excited <laughs> to be a part of uh, your guys' podcast. I've listened to every episode up to this point, and I enjoy it. It's a good time. Got to get some good laughs, learn about the family, and what's going on in your guys' lives. Yeah. 
Well, it's kind of fun. I know Justin's parents listen as well. And so it's, it's always fun to hear feedback from both sets of parents and, and what you guys think about what your grandchildren are up to. Oh, yeah. They're up to a whole lot all the time. <laughs> so um, so just so everyone else can kind of get to know um, get to know you a little bit, Dad, we're going to ask you some quick rapid fire questions. Are you okay with that? Yeah, let's hit me with what you got, and we'll see if I can answer them. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you going to help me, Justin? I thought you have the rapid fire questions. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. All right, Dad, favorite color? I would say it's probably blue. Favorite animal? Probably a hog or a calf. <laughs> favorite job? Oh, that's that's a little bit tougher. Um, I would I would say farming. I enjoy farming probably the most. Okay, and favorite thing to do when you're relaxing? Like. Um, I, boy, that's tough. I, I like spending time if I'm relaxing just with my grandchildren. That's that is some of the most relaxing, fun times that I have when I can hang out with my grandkids. I was going to say, when do you relax? <laughs> This guy doesn't relax too often. Yeah. Well, okay. Great ones. Those those were kind of boring. All right. You got some extra ones? Yep. All right. Favorite movie? The Matrix. Favorite Disney movie? <laughs> um, I would probably have to go all the way back to Herbie or something like that. Or no. Yeah. I don't, I, I guess that would probably be it. But that, I don't really know. I, I like... I don't know. I'm not big on Disney. I don't really see very many Disney okay. movies. If you were a movie character, who would you be? Uh, man, that's I haven't really thought about that. Oh, man. That was a big rapid-fire question. I, <clears throat> Ferdinand the Bull. Ferdinand the Bull? <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> that's a great one. That's I perfect. mean, he has a soft heart, but yes, he's, he he's still very motivated, so... You could be Ferdinand. Ferdinand. That's fine. That's great. That's a, <laughs> see, that's a great answer. And favorite food? Uh, pizza. I would say pizza. Or, uh, my favorite meat would be ham. So I like ham. <laughs> if y'all pizza, haven't. We want pepperoni and sausage and light sauce. <laughs> that's a, And well done. There and you well go. done. <laughs> yep. A little specific. Um, yeah. If y'all haven't guessed by now, um, Gerald, it's weird calling him that, but dad, he does a number of things. Um with growing up on a farm, I know you do some farming. It's your own place now. Yep. So I'm pretty active. Mm-hmm. I'm I um, I farm with my son in Ohio and my brother in Northwest Iowa. Together, all total, uh, there's about 1,100 acres uh, that we're farming, or I'm I'm part of with my uh, son and my brother, um, my oldest son. Um, we also I also work for a an Italian company called Vallegro. Uh, they are owned by Syngenta. Uh, they are a biological company that sells nutritional products across the Midwest for row crops. Um, we have uh, some storage units and some other small business retail properties that we rent out. Um, and, of course, farm. So uh, involved in church when I can be and enjoy being doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know growing up, um, we were always busy and not in a in a bad sort of way just there was always something to be done or that had to be done yeah the the slogan on the farm is the work is never done (laughs) 
<laughs> so when no matter what, if it's a nice sunny day or a cold freezing day, we can always find work to be done on the farm. And so mm. uh, whether it be one of Clarissa's favorite jobs, picking up sticks in the yard, <laughs> <laughs> which she would just throw a fit about, um, mm. or, or doing something you know with the farm equipment, uh, harvest, planting, uh, just preparation for uh, the next season. There's the, the work is never done. Well, if you're going to throw me under the bus, I got to just say, hey, who was it? My sister and I, Karina, who tore out nails from an entire fence row, you know board times, by board. Do you know how many times board I've by heard board this? we tore that fence down? Two teenage girls. So yeah, I had my fair share of uh, farm work. You know, this is this is hilarious, and this is going to be kind of a little bit. This beginning part is going to be a little bit of a pick on Clarissa thing because we do have the insight to some to some good stories. I thought it was Father's Day. It, it is. <laughs> But your father's here, so the first part is pick on Clarissa. (laughs) And picking up sticks, like, to me, it's hilarious. Because even to this day, like, anything that is, like, an easy job to do, she's the laziest about. Hey. No, no, no. I'll give you credit. Don't don't, don't worry. I'm not done. Hmm. It's the easiest things that she's lazy about. Give her something hard to do clean the entire house, do something that's almost <laughs> impossible, she will do it. Right. And she will work hard. But if the remote is laying somewhere that she has to take two steps from her seat on the couch to get it, she can't do it. It's the <laughs> end of the world. And it's like, I do not, you do not make any sense. How can you be such a hard worker and then so lazy about the easiest things? Mm-hmm. And no. it started with picking up sticks. And who was the one who taught our boys to pick up sticks? You did. I did. That way you don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nine months pregnant out there showing them how to and pick Jet, up sticks. And Jet loves to pick up sticks, by yeah. the way. He is our little worker. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Gerald, why don't you give us, from a father's perspective, from your perspective, a story or memory that you have of just Clarissa? Well, there's a lot of memories I have. Um, some of them are very special and tender to my heart. Uh, probably one that I remember the best, uh, and, and I'll share one. I'll share a little bit of both. You know, some of those special memories that you will cherish for the rest of your life, and some of those that are just kind of silly, uh, goofy type things that make up who Clarissa is. Um, probably the things, one of the things that really uh, that I'll carry with me and will cherish as long as I have a memory to remember it. Um, as I get older here, is uh, I think Clarissa was probably four or five years old. And uh, it was the first time that I asked Clarissa to sing with me at uh, Georgetown Church of the Nazarene. And uh, that was a really special, special memory for me. The song was Take Up Your Cross. And uh, as we went up to the stage, you know, she she was so excited to be able to sing with her dad, and I was too to have her with me. And uh, but what made it so special was that uh, I knew that this was a memory I would cherish forever at that time. And uh, as I sang the song, I would look over at her, you know, little two and a half foot, three foot stature that she had, and her blonde hair all you know, shaved, uh, put up and fancy in her fancy dress. And, uh, I started crying during the song and, uh, she didn't understand what was going on. And that was that I was getting blessed, but, uh, by the Lord showing me what, how special a moment this was. But yet at that age, 
she kind of took over the show and continued on singing, <laughs> you know, because uh, she's she's a singer. She likes to no, sing. No surprises there. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a showman, you know, so she, she's like, the show must go on. That probably was what she was thinking, even at, you know, four, four or five years old. So that, that was probably, uh, that's a memory that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. I still have that song, and someday I want to get it back out and sing it with her now that she's older. And uh, just enjoy that time, you know, that father-daughter thing, uh, that special relationship. Mm-hmm. The silly part of Clarissa, though, is that same showmanship is after our house burned down, um, mm-hmm. we had a gooseneck trailer that sat out in the pasture. And uh, the silly part of Clarissa and the, what I can see her doing is putting on a show for all of the uh, the animals and the little the crickets and all of the grasshoppers and different things that are standing out there or sitting out there in the pasture. And uh, she's on the gooseneck trailer with a, a piece of stick or a wood piece of wood or something, a mic of some sort, a fake mic. And she's singing along to the songs that are on this uh, track on the, uh, the little um, boom box that she had. So oh, that was Hillary Duff. That was Hillary Duff. Okay, well, you were singing to something. I don't know what it was. And the crickets were chirping. So, um, but, but that's a good memory. It's just a funny memory of Clarissa because, again, it's all part of who the makeup of who she is. Um, she likes to be in front of, she's not afraid to be in front of people, which is characteristics that not everybody has. Um, she likes to sing, uh, likes to be, um, She's not afraid to be the front and center of attention if that's what it requires. Thanks, Dad. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> leadership requires that, you know. Mm. So being a leader requires that. So uh, that's not a bad thing. Um, uh, but those are two of my special memories. I have a lot more that I could share. Some of them are uh, probably not appropriate to share on, on here. <laughs> I remember Clarissa getting upset and being frustrated at times with me and her mother. Um no, that's, <laughs> but that's but that's part of parenting, you know, where you you instruct a child in the way that they that the Lord wants us to bring them up to, um, and they're not always going to be accepting of of that instruction. Uh, they're going to uh, rebel and push back, and uh, Clarissa was no different than that. I think every child is like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of. You unpacked a lot right there, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun listening to you talk about, especially that first memory of me singing up on stage with you. Um, Do you remember that? Uh, absolutely. Because yeah. you can remember things like I was wearing a red dress, like no one's business. You and Jet, <laughs> I know where Jet wasn't. I was I was I wearing a red dress? Probably My mom's so. shaking her head over there. She's listening. Yeah. So. Um, no, but I remember that because I remember looking at you when you stopped singing. And I was like, "What is he doing? He's missing the w- <laughs> like he's missing the words." And then I I specifically remember getting off the stage and asking you, "Daddy, why were you crying?" And um, you told me because you were getting blessed. Um, and actually, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have already shared that same song with Jet, and so he actually does like he's learning it a mm-hmm. little bit in the car with me, and so that's that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um. But no, I I think it's it's interesting when you're just talking about the characteristics of me, which are interesting in itself to hear. But I was also thinking about how different each child is that you do get to parent. I say get to parent because you don't have to parent, but getting to parent them is a privilege. And I think it's just so interesting, um, just the different characteristics that each child has. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, we, we're only specifically talking about you, I am, because, I mean, we do have four kids. Um, you know, you have three siblings and, um, but because we're doing, you know, this, this podcast and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're here and, and we're the two dads, Justin and myself, um, you know, we specifically was talking about you, but you're actually right, Clarissa, you know, uh, every child is different. There are similarities, uh, between all of our four, four kids in the way that a parent brings up their children. There's always going to be similarities, but there, but each personality is different and the way that they interpret what a parent is saying in instruction is also different. One child, you can tell them to do this task and the other child will do it totally different, you know, than the one yeah. that you've instructed. Justin, so. do you relate with that, with being a dad? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Our our two are very different, very similar. They have j- three. It, three. Three. Well, yeah, but Jones is like just eat, sleep, poop, cry, want attention, and giggle. Like he's got a personality on him, but it's not, you know, mm-hmm. he's not taking instruction yet. <laughs> <laughs> not very well. But, yeah, I can see that for sure just in our boys. But I, I also I also think, like, what you said there, too, is we've talked. I think we've brought this up before, um, I think, in a podcast with Troy and Krista, where, like, they all have the same foundation, though. Like, that's a huge thing. Of All of your kids have the same rule book, um, the same rules that they have to follow. And... Just like, you know, compare it to an NFL teams of they all have to follow the same rules, but each team has a different playbook. So and it's the same thing with our kids of, you know, as long as we give them that foundation um, and they know, you know, what's right, what's wrong. They're, they're going to use their personality. Their personality is going to take them on different walks through life. And as long as they end up, you know, at the the end goal and, and follow, you know, that rule book, then it's okay. And so it's kind of cool to, to see the different personalities and how they wander through life from two, three, four year olds to 30 year olds, wow, maybe 31. You. Not yet. Almost <laughs> 31. Still got a month. <laughs> Almost 31. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, when we, when we think about our different children, some of the challenges is, you know, we, while they have the same foundations, as you've said, and we're teaching them the same things, based on the child, we approach each of them differently, uh, instruct them in a certain different way to do the same things sometimes. Uh, so, if, for example, if we want to take get them to take out the garbage, one might, and this is just not even a real example, but I'm just throwing it out there. One might not like to take it out in the afternoon, but rather do it in the morning. Say, hey, let's take the garbage out this morning, where the other one would be more happy to take it out in the afternoon. You know, so you, so you kind of instruct them differently. Again, they have the same foundation. They have to take the garbage out. But how they do it or when they do it is le- is is flexible. There's some flex there, some flexibility. Yeah. And I think that's what you know, raising a child is about, and and when we talk about children, no two children are the same. You can give them foundation. You give them instruction maybe that has a little bit of wiggle room um, or direction that will give them, um, you know, a different, the same path, but maybe a different way to get there. No, yeah, that was a good point there, too, that you made of, you know, it's not just the, the kids and, you know, their personalities and the way they go, but also you as a parent. 
and your playbook for each specific kid, how to do that playbook for each kid, mm-hmm. more or less. Well, and I also I also just wanted to to kind of as we continue to talk about your role as a parent, how do you both both of you, um, what is the role of the dad in general, or what do you see as being a role of a dad? I know, like Justin, you only have boys. You know, so what does that look like? Is that different than maybe dad who you had two boys and two girls? And and what does that look like when you're parenting children, boys or girls? Well, when I was with with, with children, with girls, um, now we can relate to boys, but with the girl, my two daughters, I can remember uh, so many times having to play the prince uh, where my daughters would walk me you know, we'd get married and we'd have to walk together as a king and the princess or the prince and the princess. Uh, Karina was really Clarissa's sister, uh, my other daughter, younger daughter. Um, she was really loved being the princess. And I can remember so many times marrying both my daughters as a young father and, and as they were young. Um, but, but because that is the ideology for them, ideally, they're looking at what is a father a father figure? It is a princess or a prince. Now, my sons, on the other hand, and Justin, you can confirm or deny, but I think they look for somebody who is more masculine, who's strong, who's powerful, who can um, who can battle <clears throat> and take on the world and help them become um, the master battle guy or the 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 ninja guy, <laughs> you know, that can that can fight the battles for help them fight the battles, teach them how to fight the battles. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you know raising raising just boys, especially like my my job and goal as a father is to lead our family in a way that shows them how they should grow, how they should lead their family someday. So um, you know, I, I've told Clar- I told Clarissa, you know, when we were going to have our third son. And I was I was devastated <laughs> for like two hours. Like I wanted to have a girl <laughs> so bad. And then later, well, we found out the gender. Not well, when he was born. No, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah, found yeah. out the gender. Yeah, when we found out the gender. So this was you know twenty weeks into your pregnancy mm-hmm. um, with Jones, and uh, I remember being so devastated. But then later that evening, you know, coming to the realization and thought of like there are no accidents like th- this is meant to be and it's meant to be for a reason. And the only reason would be I'm supposed to raise three godly men and leaders. Um, so, you know, my goal is how can I better myself so that I give them an example to follow and, you know, ha- have continue to grow myself so I can have wisdom to share with them so they can, be the best versions of themselves as they lead their families in their life. And that's a, we have big roles, Justin, you know, as fathers, because we have to lead, we have to be examples. And that's a, that's really hard at times because I'm not perfect. I know no, that. Yeah, me neither. You know, <laughs> and since we're not perfect, don't say anything, Clarissa. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, you just know, kidding. <laughs> since we're not perfect, it's hard to be examples that they could look up to our children, daughters and sons could look up to and say, someday I want to be like my dad or someday I want to find a husband like my dad. You know, if it's a daughter, um, that those are tough, tough. I mean, it's tough to live up to that 
level of expectation. And so uh, the only way we can do it is by the grace of God yeah. and letting our children understand, hey, we're, we're certainly not perfect, but we are forgiven. By the yeah. grace of God, we can do that. Yeah. And, you know, one, one thing that I'm, I'm realizing more now and what I need to continue to do a better job of is being, uh, having a little more humility and recognizing those times that I, I'd messed up mm-hmm. and letting the boys know that I messed up. Yep. And, you know, I'm just sitting here playing this through my mind real time. These thoughts are coming through of, I think of like, how have I learned? Um, you know, I, I had a, I was lucky. I'm lucky to have a, have a great father as well. And, um, but there's things that my father did or bosses, you know, same thing work of sometimes you learn just as much from mistakes people have made mm-hmm. than you do from the good things that they do. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So when I do make those, I, I almost need to let that be known to my children as well. So they know, oh, that's not okay. Dad even told me that was not okay. Yep. Um, so so I can we can make a I can make a learning experience out of the good and the bad as I lead, but I, it's much easier. It's much I guess it's harder to recognize those times and then use those as teachable moments for them because you're usually when you're in that time, you're in the heat of the moment, right. you're frustrated and I know I am. All right. Well, as you guys were just talking, it really made me remember um, just in general, like the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit and just the, some of the things that um, God teaches us and, and Jesus talks about and wants us to to be able to have as we're walking through life. Um, and as you were talking, Justin, about just saying, like, this is not OK, like and and acknowledging that with your with your children or with your sons, I was just processing and and thinking through that and thinking, but instead we could say, but Jesus wants us to be kind or have self-control. And I think those are just really good teaching moments to even bring up those fruits of the spirit to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect dad. I'm not a perfect parent, but I, you know, you do have a perfect, perfect father and and that is God, you know, and, and these are the, the characteristics that he has and possesses this is what we should continually strive to have and be. Yep. I was raised in a, a family, you know, my mom and my dad raised me in a Christian home. And uh, thankfully, that I was, I've been blessed with that. And I was able to pass it on to my family, to my children, and uh, even share, you know, that relationship with the Lord with my wife, Carmela. My mom used to have a saying, and I'm going to pass it along, that you and feel free to use it, um, whenever... I would go out as a young man, teenager, um, and try, you know, go on a date or just go out with my best friend Troy at the time, Troy Kloster. Um, we would go out, and before I would leave the house, I'd give my mom a kiss, and I'd say, Mom, I love you. And as I'd walk out the door, she'd look at me, and she'd say, Remember whose you are. And, and that has stuck with me all these years. And I've used that with my sons. You know, hey, remember whose you are. Because we, we, if we are already children of God, all we have to do when we get into that situation that's questionable or a situation that we shouldn't be in and we should leave and get away from is think, remember whose you are. And so when you guys, your boys, Jet, Jason, Jones, when they get to that age, if you use that phrase enough, hey, Jet, Jace, remember 
whose you are. If they've been raised in a Christian family, in which they are, and they have taken on the, the, the faith and trust of Christ in their heart, then that should mean something to them. Just those simple words, remember whose you are. Um, and so that's, that's what I cherish with me and take with me every, you know, even today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I think, I think it would be something valuable to say. Uh, and I think like you see, you see it in movies or you've heard about it and like mothers or or parents who have phrases or, or something (laughs) like that, that they say, like it sticks with you in the movie, it sticks with you in the writing. And then in real life, you know. If, if it sticks with you in a movie, it's going to stick with you in real life. Well, I actually um, think that's the, the best way to kind of sum this up here because I wanted to talk a little bit about a memory of my dad and a saying that he has always taught us. Um, and that was, well, growing up, dad used to say, and still does, like, whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability. And I know um, definitely there's some Bible scripture with that um, as well. But... Um, I think the first time I remember he ever saying that to me, though, was when my chore, my job was to clean their, my parents' bathroom, specifically the toilet. (laughs) And he said, whatever you do, you do it to the best of your ability. And um, that's when I really remembered it because I was thinking in my head, you just want me to clean your nasty toilet. I was probably like, I don't know, seven or eight. I remember it being in the old house, but... There can be two motives that mm-hmm. are both. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, growing up, I know you continue to say that to me. And that was one thing like my parents did not let me quit things. I mean, like they didn't let me quit. Like if I started something, I had to finish it and make that commitment. And there were <laughs> a lot of times I wanted to quit. I, I mean, I took a, a pig to the fair. It was not pretty. This pig jumped through the shower stalls and made a mess on my face as I'm trying to clean it. And I'm, I'm not even kidding you. They didn't let me quit though. And I'll tell you, did I ever take a pig again? No, I did not. But I finished it out for that, for that fair season. And I just, um, that's something that I, that phrase I've used with my kids. I've used it, um, a lot at school with my job, um, teaching and counseling, um, and just reminding people like whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability. And I also tell them, you know, it's not just a reflection on you. It's a reflection on me. It's a reflection on anyone that you're connected with. And so. Yeah. That yeah. that kind of reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the. Remember when we went to. This was last summer. We went to the pond. And there's. You have to walk. There's a playground at the top of the hill. And you have to go down this big hill to get to this pond. And I took the boys down to the bottom of the pond. And we are walking back up the hill. And Jace, mm, mm-hmm. Jace is our lazy one. I mean, if if he can be held, he wants to be held. If he gets tired, he wants mm-hmm. to be carried. Mm-hmm. And I made him walk up this <laughs> this big hill. It's like, you can't quit. No, if you walk down here, you're going to have to do it. And mm-hmm. the whole time, I hate this hill. <laughs> Yeah, the whole time he tired, and then when he got to the top of the hill, he collapsed on the (laughs) ground. So dramatic, so dramatic. But I mean, you know, that's something that I buy into. You know, you've you're the one who started saying it a lot, which 
I, I've always agreed with, but mm-hmm. by you saying it, it's, you know, been something that I think we both adapt into the way mm-hmm. we both parent now mm-hmm. from, from that story and from the stuff that your dad gave to you. Mm-hmm. So well, I can say thank you, dad. Well, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate you, you being thankful for that because we, uh, you know, <laughs> while you were saying that, I think, um, you know, I was thinking that's what Christ asks us. You know, we just, we need to live our lives to the best of our abilities. Um, you know, do it to the best of our ability for his glory. And we're not always going to succeed. There's going to be times where, you know, we've f- failed or um, didn't, ex- you know, didn't reach the expectations we had um, or worked for. But uh, as long as we're pursuing, you know, the, the best we can, that's what Christ asked for. He doesn't ask for any more. Well, any final thoughts or words of advice that you'd give for uh, parents who are in the thick of it here? Parents or fathers, specifically fathers. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think for fathers, I think, guys, if I were to give some advice uh, to fathers on Father's Day is uh, show grace, be patient, love your children. Remember, even though you're a big, strongly man, your children need to have their arms, your arms put around them, and you need to say, I love you. Um, sometimes as dads, um, you know, we get too wrapped up in the moment and the things happening around us and the duties and responsibilities that we feel on our shoulders. But the best thing we can do is to take the time, put our arms around our children, let them sit on your lap as you watch a football game or the weather or the news, whatever, and just let them know they're important to you and you love them. Show them grace when they make mistakes and continue to love them. Good words. Absolutely. Thanks, Dad, for coming on, and happy Father's Day to you both. Thank you, and happy Father's Day, Gerald. Thanks. Happy Father's Day, Justin. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 